0: Hi, this is Candy Allison, and welcome to my podcast, The House That Screams, all about horror. <laughs> um, I-, I am a horror fanatic, <laughs> and I have a lot of great people here with me tonight. I have Daniel Nightmare Nerd Ryan. Say hi, it, Daniel. You're going to be scary, folks. I have Rob Antigua. Uh,
1: how are you doing, everybody? I Cameron Sully.
0: Be afraid. And I have Sean Smith. Good evening. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Listen do them, the children of the night. Okay.
2: right?
0: <laughs> so, for the, our very first episode, we are going to talk about how we got into the horror genre, oh, yeah. and you know how it's relevant in our lives still today, as we are all older. I'm going to start out with I've grown up here yeah. in, in Indiana, members. and we have this really, really cool show, Sammy Terry. A lot of people are familiar with Spinguli. Um, Sammy Terry was kind of like that in like the 80s and stuff here in Indiana. But he was actually like really scary. And my grandfather thought it was hilarious that the show scared me because he was, you know, had this intro with these bells and he laughed and it was like creepy. And, you know, so he'd wake me up just just so he would watch me get freaked out and laugh about it. And I saw a lot of really bad horror films on there that I would later see again on my favorite show, Mystery Science Theater 3000. Mm-hmm. So I have to say, Woo! it was probably my grandfather that got me started uh, some, you know, I watched some Twilight Zone. Weird that that would lead me into horror, you know, but it's also kind of like think pieces. So that's where, you know, when I started watching Night the Living Dead when I was young, which was probably my first official scary movie, I was, you know, I was primed and ready to go. And I, and I could think about it. It was a think piece. It was George Romero, you know? And uh, that started really the ball rolling, and uh, what was awesome about it being the 80s was that, you know, video stores were the thing, you know, suddenly we could have horror at our house, instead of like, you know, my mom telling me in the 70s, we're gonna... Watching our living dead at the midnight showing because you couldn't watch stuff at home, and so now we can suddenly watch things at home. So I'd go into the video store where my mother worked and just grab random titles, and I saw a lot of really weird stuff, great stuff. And um, I'm still a horror nerd to this day, and we'll talk more That's about that. That's a later. bad
3: beginning, actually.
0: Um, I'm gonna pass the uh torch to Daniel. Aha, uh-huh.
3: well, you can be quiet now.
0: <laughs> but, um... <laughs>
3: You know, my, 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 I really owe three people in my life, my love of horror. Three people. The first and foremost, and a man who I cannot thank enough in my life, is my grandfather. Because he introduced me to the Universal Classics. I was a child when he was showing me Frankenstein, Bride of Frankenstein, the Invisible Man, the Mummy, the Wolf man. Now, he had all those VHSs in his uh, closet in my grandparents' house. He loved that stuff. He was great that way. He, he also gave me some of my early introductions to graphic horror because, and my mother could corroborate this. And sorry if my accent is going hear my, I'm sorry, Predator. But you, you'll figure in here eventually. That, it's actually a really fun coincidence, by the way. He, one of my mom's most vivid memories of picking me up in my grandparents' house as a child. Was her walking into the living room, and there I was hiding on the couch with my jaw dangling, my eyes bugging out, with Predator on the TV, <laughs> and my grandfather asleep in his chair. So that's a great memory of mine. <laughs> but ironically, my mom was the other great influence in my life because she introduced me to Hitchcock. <clears throat> oh, yeah, that's good stuff. Oh, she, she loved the birds. She loved Psycho. She loved Vertigo. Um... Nick at Night, when it was brand new as a child in the 80s, we used to watch Hitchcock's theater on Nick at Night together. Yeah. I love that. Exactly. Now you get my point. The third big influence was a friend of mine who I still talk to. His name is Jeff. Now, I'm going to be honest with you guys. As a kid, I was a chicken little. I was terrified of these kind of movies. But some part of me, when Jeff and I were in high school together, I said, I'm going to do this. So I sat down and he showed me Freddy, Nightmare on Elm Street, He showed me Friday the 13th, he showed me Chucky, you know, uh, Child's Play, and I was terrified I was as a kid, but watching them all together like that, suddenly something clicked and I said, I love this, this is awesome, and one of the few regrets of my life is that the year my friend Jeff showed me the 80's Slashers and I fell in love was also the year I lost my grandfather. Yeah, he introduced me to horror a Universal Classics, to Predator, to Gremlins, Mm. and I have no regrets. He was a good man, you know, but I am confident if I'd gone to him and said, you know what, you know what, I watched Freddy Krueger and I loved it. He would have been so proud of me, so proud. That's Mm. one regret of my life, but... Those are my three influences, and horror to this day. It's in my everyday life, you know? Like, um, I'm a big lover of literature and a big lover of history. Adore Edgar Allan Poe, obsessed with H.P. Lovecraft, you know? And so... I found ways to bleed that over into so many facets of my life. And if you will watch my Nightmare Nerd channel, this was really a big thing of mine, a big awakening moment for me. I was 30 years old when I moved out on my own at last and got my own place and was finally independent. And one of the first things I saw was the show Hannibal. Mm. Oh, yeah. You, I can hear that response. <laughs> <laughs> and the thing is, watching the TV show Hannibal, lector when he whenever they show him cooking it was so elaborate and so incredible that i would look at it and think wow that looks great could i do that not the cannibal part bear you <laughs> <in mind. laughs> ever <laughs> since cooking has become a hobby and passion of mine No, and as i began being involved in <laughs> cooking and just finding ways of making meals that were more intimate and more elaborate, I thought, can I mix these two? Can I mix horror and cooking? And if you watch my Nightmare Nerd channel, something I do a lot is try to cross over, reviewing, like, hot sauces and uh, wines and beers that have horror themes, like a zombie killer apple ale and Zinzilla wine, that's a good one. So I review those, and I'm now making articles for House of Portrait Souls magazine, which I'm so proud to do. And it's it really great. And thank you very much. And just it's become my life. You know, I really want to make horror reviews and articles and everything my life. That's living the dream. That's great. Mm-hmm. That's it really Lovely. is. I'm so happy and so proud and I want to keep going. That's great. So passing the torch.
0: Okay. Uh let's go with Rob.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. hey, hey, time, that that, 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 was, that was so beautiful. Uh, Boy, like the way he just put that whole soliloquy together, it was like, Oh, please don't pick me next and then <laughs> <laughs> I you <laughs> honestly uh I-, I share his sentiment because um I was a chicken shit when, when I was younger. <laughs> like way to be. Was- it's funny
0: how common that is because I think I was I was definitely myself
3: uh, as well. We we like- overcome the monsters because we fall in love with them.
1: Yes. absolutely it, it is i would run out the room if i ever heard the theme song to the tales from the dark side so like <laughs> would, that music would terrify me and i would have to give the credit to like my parents they didn't discourage <laughs> me watching horror movies but they didn't really encourage it either like mm-hmm. my father thinks they're all fucking comedies like uh, I'd be watching like something like The Evil Dead, and he walked in like, "Oh, what's this comedy you're watching now?" And uh, my mother just hates them, like just completely, because she doesn't like being scared. But um, they were very much free with. Uh, what I watched, like, I remember being, like, five, six years old watching RoboCop and they had no problem with it. When I watch movies with them, like, I would have to cover my eyes during the nudity, like, you cover your eyes, you can't watch this. Oh, yeah, but the Ed 209 splattering this guy in the office is okay for me to watch. Yeah. It's weird how parents
3: <laughs> are like that. Interesting yeah. censorship. Right. My mom but, was the same um,
0: way. They're 11 years old. She's like, here, let's watch The Exorcist. And I was like, what the fuck is Heaven forbid you see a nipple.
3: <laughs> no word,
1: right?
2: Six f bombs. That's okay.
1: <laughs> oh yeah, <absolutely. laughs> but um, for me, the transition came where like I went from scaredy cat to like started getting into horror. I I believe it was a uh, I got to give the credit to Child's Play. Child Child's Play was You're like stupid, the first. Protection
3: from the slot.
1: <laughs> like I I realized it when I was thinking about that. Um. Child's Play is really, like, a deceptive way to get kids to watch horror movies because you Mm -hmm. got this uh, slasher who looks like my buddy. And, you know, like, I I wanted a my buddy. So I was like, oh, look, it looks like my My buddy. buddy. And then he's knocking out the window. He's electrocuting uh, Mr. McGee over here. (laughs) Um, And it was just, like, I absolutely loved it. And then it's like, you know, fell in love with that movie. Then I started to... Gradually watch, like I remember vividly watching uh the premiere of uh Twilight Zone, the movie, and uh, yeah. like that opening scene with Dan Aykroyd and Albert Brooks in the car. Like, <laughs> the shit out of me, <laughs> oh, that jump scare is one of my all time favorite jump scares. And then <laughs> it's just like, it's weird because you don't like being scared, but it's just like you can't look away after that, you have to keep watching, and then you. it's just like. Uh, like a snowball effect and then after that i was into like nightmare on elm street and hellraiser and phantasm yes. and then it's <laughs> called where like well i found a copy of the evil dead and then it was just like i was a full-blown horror addict from there i was i was actually making short movies and majority of them were horror movies Yeah, like, uh, I mean, they they went back and forth between horror and action. Like, I'm an action guy as well. Like, my love for both genres went neck and neck. But, yeah, like, it it really got to a point where, like, I was out there with my friends making my own horror movies, you know, in love with, like, The Thing. And it's just, like, it, it got to the point where, like, I was watching The Evil Dead on Christmas morning and my father was, like, Really? Like, are you serious, uh, Rob? Are you serious? Like, come on! This, this is Christmas. And Jesus was born today. Turn that shit off, please. I'm like, all right, all right, Dad. I'm, a zombie. No, but, and, and then wait for him to leave, and then I turn it back on. You know. Incidentally, <laughs> I
0: named my son Ash.
1: Oh, that's awesome.
0: <laughs> my son is Ash. What a throw that. thirteen. Awesome. He's Ash. <laughs>
1: That is awesome. Hey, Bruce would love that. Yeah, like I was just—it was just full blown from there. The—the the one I gravitated toward the most was a uh, Nightmare on Elm Street, though. I, I was when most I was, afraid of that. I would watch that like every day. Heather Langenkamp was like my first crush. <laughs> like, you know, like at that time, this was this would have been about ninety four, you know, and th- at this time, boys would have had like Pamela Anderson on the on the wall. I had pictures of nancy thompson on the wall nice like, everybody's looking at me like you fucking weirdo and it's like you know what i'm saying i can't help it you know and then like you know graduated to ashley lawrence you know and it's just Ooh. yeah you know this is <laughs> i i just became after that i just became full-blown horror lover you know it's just i love it so much
0: all right you can pass it now um i'm gonna go to sean smith cameron your last sorry that's fine <laughs> I
2: can't, I can't, I can't, can't, can't one up any of you. You guys are too good. But I'll try.
4: My introduction was uh, through my father, and mm-hmm. he used to have a collection of horror comics, eerie's, creepies, multi horror, and the uh, best. I used, I used to always sneak in his room and grab a couple of them. Now, one of my favorite artists, uh, I. Think his name Frank Franzetti. I think is how you pronounce it. Oh, he did a lot.
3: Franzetta,
4: yeah, Franzetta. Mm-hmm. That's it. Yeah, did mm-hmm. did some of the cover art on these. I mean, just amazing artist. But many scantily clad women. Um, you know, <laughs> the best kind. And and <laughs> you know, here I am. Here I am, six, seven years old, and I'm enamored with these things. And my mom would get so angry that. <laughs> you know, he would, he would let me, you know, get, get my hands on these, but, you know, so it started there. And as Candy mentioned earlier, you know, we moved on to Sammy Terry. I think I was watching Sammy Terry when I was probably eight or nine. Um, and they would do like, you know, King Kong or, you know, night of the living dead. Um, and it just, you know, it went from there and my, my dad encouraged it and he was always bringing videos home always letting me watch him. My mom hated it, but, you know, she didn't really <laughs> fight him on it. Um, and, like, one of my, the earliest memories I have of being completely horrified was the first time I watched Hellraiser. And... <laughs> we'll tear
3: your soul apart.
4: And it just, I mean, it horrified me. I had horrible nightmares. Um, but I loved it. And, you know, it, it was this feeling this that I got you know, from, from watching these movies, like the, the fear, I don't know. It was like exciting almost. Um,
3: that's actually a good one for that kind of sensation.
4: Yeah. And, uh, so I eventually, you know, I ended up, uh, my dad got me a subscription to Fangoria. Um, Mm. and you know, I was constantly, you know, cutting out pictures from movies and, um, You know, they had these like kill lists from the Friday the 13th movies. And it was just I mean, I was I had that stuff all over my room. And now where my mom did help and she didn't really realize it at the time was she she read a lot and she had a lot of true crime. Uh, Helter Skelter was one of the first true crime books I ever got my hands on. I've read that one. And, you know, some Stephen King. And uh, and so I was able to get my fix that way. And then I got into uh, like makeup and special effects really interest me, you know, especially in, in Fangoria had a lot to do with that because you would read oh, these yeah. interviews, you know, in these articles with, you know, all of these different, you know, Rick Baker and Tom Savine. And, uh, and so I really got into it and it got to a point to where I started ordering, you know, as I got older, I started ordering, you know, uh, uh, liquid latex and all of these that different fetish. things, making my own fake blood making prosthetics and different effects. Mm. And, uh, you know, I really got into it. I wanted to go to Tom Savini's, you know, school in Pittsburgh and, you know, much to my mom's chagrin, she had none of it, but, um, (laughs) you know, it was just, I don't know. It was just, I look back and I just, I reflect on, you know, all of that time I spent in the garage, like airbrushing prosthetics and all this stuff. And it was just, it was a great time. And I mean, even today, you know, we go to horror conventions, we get to meet, you know, I get to meet a lot of these people that I grew up watching. And it's just, I don't know, it's a it's a great feeling. It's a great life.
0: I love doing that and meeting them and embarrassing myself every time. That's the yes. best. The best. Well, uh, I try to
3: embarrass myself, but I have had to ask for some endorsements. You know, w- w- one of my first my channel because I don't have a lot of videos up and I admit being lazy with YouTube. I neglect my channel a lot. But if you've seen Terrifier, <laughs> Netflix movie,
4: mm-hmm.
3: um, David Howard Thornton, I chit chat with him a lot on uh, social media. He's a wonderful guy, by the way. Very nice, very friendly and inspiring in many ways. But he was my first endorsement because I asked him and he said, sure. And he just had his little hat and his little honking horn. And he said, you know, I'm Darren Thornton. You're watching the Nightmare Nerd. And that meant a lot to me.
0: That's really cool.
4: Yeah, that's really cool.
3: And uh, the most important one so far, actually, was actually not far from where I live in New Jersey, Blairstown. Anyone know that name? No. I mean, I know the name Blair. But, uh... <laughs> Blair, it's where they film the first Friday 13th. Oh.
0: oh.
3: Like um, <laughs> uh, the, 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 the Boy Scout camp Nobibosco is not far from there. They filmed a lot of scenes in Blair's town and uh, I went to a festival last summer. They had um, Ari Lehman, the very first Jason there. He gave me a plug and I got a bottle of his hot sauce, which I've reviewed on my channel, and it's awesome. Nice. But uh Blairstown, they go all out. Every time there's a Friday 13th on the calendar, they go all
0: out. It's really awesome. That would be so fun. Yeah, that'd be a blast. Uh th- th-
3: there's a pub there. I wish I could remember the name, but they serve a Kevin Bacon burger. Ooh, <laughs>
0: <God. laughs> I heard about that. I heard about that somewhere.
3: And I had a Crystal Lake Martini that put me on my face. And I can drink, let me tell you. So that, was, <laughs> that, that was so strong, it put me on my face.
0: All right, on that note, let's go to Cameron.
2: Uh, well,
3: go so
0: it.
2: I've just always been kind of just a movie buff in general. Just I I just grew in love with anything that was a special effects oriented. I would read the fuck out of anything that was on a... GeoCities page back when that was a thing, uh, you oh, know, yeah, I remember sneak, in, sneak in, viewing of Turner Classic Movies, Sci-Fi Channel, and uh, this is way after Monster Vision, unfortunately, <laughs> oh, late night, uh, early 2000s. So, yeah, uh, I'm just catching up on a lot of stuff and just I always even, you know, if I hadn't seen what everyone else had seen, yeah. I yeah. just always had a sense of what was a big thing, what was a big fad, you know. Well, everyone's talking about scream talking about halloween talking about and uh i mean i guess uh, i i would do mainly sci-fi or action but i mean i wasn't against anything else i would still check out various period piece dramas various older movies i, I was always drawn to old movies in general because i mean everything that just looked worth seeing was older and i i just would it was weird I, anytime i would go to the theater i would just be like That new release, something's off about it. felt (laughs) half-assed. I would scroll through endless uh, Amazon.com reviews. And, uh, I mean, the first horror character that I fell in love with also happened to be a superhero, which was none other than Blade. So, I mean, I would just (laughs) just be all into just kind of just various... Anything by Stan Winston. I would see how I could get my hands on and see how I could watch it. And it, it helped that I, I would always go to a few different, like, film exhibitions, you know, places like... Around 07 was definitely a turning point where I went to Universal and Disney World, one big epic summer. And there was a bunch of horror shows there and makeup places and everything. Uh, but even years before, that there was this one cool place uh, in Las Colinas in Texas, which was a big... It, it was actually called The Studios at Las Colinas, and it was wonderful. I mean, they had filmed every kind of show there uh, yeah. during that time. That would be as far back as probably o four o five, and yeah, it, it was delightful. No, maybe a little. Okay, I'm gonna just say o two o three, and that was that was awesome because it it just again it just made you fall in love with just the craft of everything, you know, just the art direction, the building, and all that, and, you know, and just realize you know it's not just the so called just the writer and director. No, it's like it's a team effort, and so I knew a lot of it, you know, and I. I wanted to somehow be involved with it and this was years before i even i I gave up on that dream years before crowdfunding came into effect and my mother told me get my head out of my ass this could actually be the thing you want to do with the rest of your life so uh, it was definitely just one of those just inspiring moments you just love the craft of it and yeah i fell in love with rick baker i fell in love with just a lot of the other horror icons and Even Peter Jackson, even before, you know, around the same time I was doing Lord of the Rings, I wanted to check out other stuff he had done back when he was a horror guy. Dead Alive. Dead Alive is the
0: Yeah. I'm a Dead Alive person, absolutely.
2: (laughs) There you go. And I mean, even if I didn't understand everything I was into, I just understood the cult appeal. You know, I would even read endless bios and just see what made everything tick. So I just, I'm probably the least experienced with it, but I know why it clicks with everyone. There's just some it's just like a roller coaster but it's on the screen and there's just an adrenaline rush to it all just like all the various action explosions and all that there's just something about it that you just don't see every day and Mm -hmm. even if whether or not you like these movies the whole other thing but it's just very cool just to see how someone went somewhere you know and made movie magic you know and it all showed on screen and this was back when you know uh you know, what you see on screen is germane to the movie. And nowadays you look at so many movies nowadays and you're just like, I I just see money on the screen. I don't see, I don't see a vision.
0: (laughs) A quick question. I know that you and I met um, through Mystery Science Theater. Oh yeah, I I was a mystery from the ground. Oh yeah. (laughs) And uh, then that's how um, I met a lot of you is is from that. And do you think uh, that had any influence on bringing some horror into your life? because they uh, always, I was horror episodes
2: uh always especially with even just sci-fi in general you know i was terrified by the board growing up you know and so there was all that other i mean the first terminator still just i mean the alien movies uh, so there, there was a lot of stuff like that and i i, I just always mm, was awesome. as much excited as i was you know scared you know by everything and it was all just kind of the morbid curiosity that drove me to just see a cool vision and everyone had their own take on it i never really considered godzilla horror but i would watch some of those on occasion i didn't become a hardcore fan until years later but uh it, no uh, yeah no you're, you're right I, I just always had the fascination with you know the universal monsters and the whole just appeal of how it changed over time and much like sci-fi it there were different sub genres of it you know it and everyone had their interpretation of it and wasn't always a hundred percent. It's like, no, there's plenty of them that aren't scary, there's plenty of them that are uh special effects driven, there's plenty of them that are just what? What? unusual, you know. And you know, I, I fell in instantly in love with, you know, mischievous horror comedies also like Gremlins. And then, you know, again, I also liked a lot of the ones like Lost Boys and Terminator that would combine various elements, you know, various genres. So I've always kind of been for that. And uh, I mean, I was also a big Abbott X-Files guy. And I, yeah, and there's like, a
0: lot of crossover into horror and and with stuff like that. And, yeah, you and know, it kind of tied the binds, I guess. Uh,
2: that and, I mean, the Twilight Zone were always just kind of... I, I wasn't as big a yeah. Twilight Zone guy, yeah. but I would yeah. always... Yeah. I, I, would I, always was, see I was a huge percent. Twilight Zone guy. <laughs> I mean...
3: And, and, I've and been in the Twilight Zone.
0: Oh,
2: well, yeah. damn. <laughs> um, and, you want to really, see something
0: really scary? <laughs>
2: Oh I am not sure I'm ready.
0: <laughs> oh that's the the toilets in the movie that part with uh you know where he's like you want to see something really, really? scary, scary. The absolute <laughs> shit oh my god like yeah. iconic iconic Yeah. so
1: five, top 5 jump scares of all time in my opinion.
0: Yeah, especially uh, I need to as rewatch that. <laughs> it's it's great. Um there's a lot of tragedy that surrounds the movie if you um do your digging. Yeah. I'm sure it's on IMDb like Vic Uh Morrow, who was, you know, a famous actor from, you know, older actor, but, uh, you know, in classic films, but, you know, he died very tragically when they shot Uh his, uh, segment and him and two children. And so there's like a lot of weird stuff that surrounded Twilight Zone the movie. And I actually enjoyed it because I was a massive Twilight Zone fan. And it's kind of neat because it is not um, a horror show. It is not even really sci fi. It's more of like, almost like a sociological like pictures and they make you yeah. think but there were some that just scared the shit out of you you know they have these little jump scares in there and, um, totally. and, may,
3: and, and, may and i, and I, I love
0: here. that yes.
3: may i uh, interject you may yes one that people always remember and that means something to me now today as an adult the dummy oh yeah, yeah. 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 Now, when you see that episode as a kid, you think it's about, like, Chucky. This dummy takes over the man's life, swaps the soul, etc. As an adult with a keen interest in psychology, it's about fear. Yeah. Mental illness. This ventriloquist is so afraid, so paranoid about his dummy. At the end, his fear controls him. And that's where they switch faces. It's not a literal swap the soul. It's that his fear has gotten so much of a hold on him. Now he's the dummy. He's the puppet on the string.
0: And see, that's what I mean. Like they're all think pieces, and sometimes they're just absolutely horrifying think pieces. Gene Roddenberry was a genius <clears throat> that way.
2: Yeah. Very much so. And it helped that as time grew on that many blockbusters especially the special effects driven ones you know just allowed for a lot of horror elements to be a little more mainstream you know it wasn't just slashers i never once considered uh seven or silence of the lambs uh horror movies i know imdb restricts well, anyone from dramas. i know but a lot of people put them in those genres and but i was still aware that you know many serial killer ones you know would put themselves in there i made the mistake of flipping the channels one time and seeing a good chunk of ghost ship. I'm like, Oh my God. <laughs> a lot of yeah. And since I was, had to watch everything by Spielberg or George Lucas, I and inevitably definitely got into horror and fantasy quite a lot with the likes of Willow, Jurassic park and poltergeist. So, I mean, I, there was no not seeing it. There was, you were hey. going to see it one way or the other. Uh, my dad was definitely more open-minded person than me. Yet my mother, ironically was kind of more of a movie interest gal I had to, you know, What's in the day, you know, watch something on TV, you know?
1: <laughs> Funnily enough that uh, uh, I, I should have mentioned this earlier. Um, my mother actually was kind of helpful in that because uh, as I was getting more into, as I was getting more into movies, uh, she bought me three. As She stated that if you've never seen these, you don't know shit about movies. And they were <laughs> the French oh, Connection. My mom. <laughs> it was, it was the French Connection. One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest and The Shining.
3: Oh, nice! Wow, yeah, uh, and uh, that is one of the most freaky movies. Oh, yeah, I I have strong opinions about The Shining,
0: though.
1: I watch Uh, The Shining like a few times a year.
0: If you pretend that it was not based on a book, it's good. But I'm I'm a very avid reader, and Stephen King is my favorite novelist. I Mm -hmm. myself am a novelist, and I read his works heavily. I have since I was a very advanced reader, so, you know, I'm seven, eight, nine years old, and I was running out of things to read, because I would read literally anything, so I'd grab books off my mom's shelf, and I'd grab, like, a pet cemetery, and and this is the stuff I'm reading as a little kid, and it was very influential, so Stephen King movies, I have very strong opinions on, I'm like, and most of them I, I don't like, um, The Shining, <clears throat> he doesn't like, Um you know, and oh, I, yeah, I his, don't like it for the same reasons that he doesn't like it. But that's a discussion. <laughs> I
1: his his hatred for The Shining is is well known. Like,
3: yeah, it's a good horror movie, but it's not accurate.
0: Right. I just if you take it and you pretend like the book doesn't exist, okay. Right. That's I really, pretty much look
1: at to, it the you same have to way look as look at them as two separate entities. You know, right? Like, uh, yeah, exactly. There's a so. movie, and they're just completely separate.
2: I, I totally concur. That's how I am with World War Z and Starship Troopers. Is the whole different shebang. Just a whole different... Oh, yeah, yeah, most <laughs> that, definitely. That's what
3: Kubrick was. That's what Kubrick did.
2: Because no one could yeah. tell Kubrick what to do. Kubrick was his yeah, own Kubrick. crazy man.
3: <laughs> yeah, he was, he was not. He was the Hoffa. The Hoffa of, uh, you know... <laughs> so, no, one, like, no one threatens Kubrick. So <laughs> as, as
0: all of us... As adults, and we have all of this horror incorporated into our lives in one way or another, I think it's interesting, you know, where it got start and how it is still in our lives. And for me, um, we watch horror movies all the time. Uh, my kids have grown up to be horror fans, Ooh, which is, yeah. I'm so excited about. Um, and now, you know, uh, my my son is the youngest, and he's just now getting into them. He just saw The Exorcist for the first time over the weekend. <laughs> That's and I was, so I was so like, excited. But you know what really surprised me was just how, like, he was like, huh. So that was supposed to be scary. I'm like, I know you were scared. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I felt like. <laughs> you know, but my mom, you know, I didn't mention her, but my mother, you know, she was like that. She was, um, I had a very young mother, and she was. I think it's a good movie. Hip and. And she sure. was just like, <laughs> she was just like, you know, constantly like, well, we're going to watch The Exorcist tonight. Oh, uh, you know, let's watch My <laughs> Living Dad. Let's uh, let's do this. And through her, because she, you know, got kind of a gleeful thing about it. When she had me watch The Exorcist, she made green Kool-Aid. And I couldn't figure out why. I'm like, I'm too old to drink Kool-Aid. You know, I don't like this. And, and she's like, no, no, we're going to drink green Kool-Aid and watch this film. And, you know, so it was kind of funny yes, to her. Absolutely. and 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 my grandfather thought it was hilarious, too. So now... In this day and age, you know, when I my one of my favorite stories about it is, uh, I went to see the Evil Dead remake, and uh, oh. I I laughed. I, I okay, opinions aside from that, I laughed at the <laughs> gore. I laugh at gore. When I see gore, it cracks me up. So I laughed <laughs> in the whole movie, and when we left the movie, people were like backing away from us, going, "Oh my god, those That's are the people the laughing, <laughs> yelling. Like, These people are weirdos." Yeah. I think gore is funny. I can sit there, eat eat, watch it, crack up, you know. It's a funny thing for me. And sometimes Even if it's substance... a war movie. <laughs> <laughs> well... I, I,
3: I I have an
1: ex girlfriend that's like that. That she she thought like she she literally thinks the funniest thing in the world is the, the head exploding in scanners.
3: Oh
0: shit. <laughs> like, I mean it is like... kind of funny. Oh, it's kinda of funny, yeah.
2: Oh god.
1: I, pre- I prefer Patrick Kilpatrick's head exploding in uh, Scanner Cop 2. Uh, <laughs> best head
0: explosion I think is Dawn of the Dead. Dawn of the Dead, best head. Oh,
1: yeah, when he walks yeah. in and
0: then the shotgun head completely blows apart. And you gotta think I showed, that 1978. I showed. you know.
1: I showed that part to my sister back in the day and her facial oh. expression is still <laughs> permeated into my thoughts like this shock mm-hmm. on her face where his head exploded. Oh, <laughs> now,
3: can, can I uh, make a little statement here? Yeah. Sure,
2: sure. Just kidding.
3: I'm, I'm <laughs> not... kind of the same way, you know, like the really over-the-top crazy gore will get me, but I am silent every time I watch the shootout in Taxi Driver. Oh, shit! Oh yeah, I mean, yeah. because that, cause that one the drama and in a way the realism
0: yeah i mean that's the kind that of that's that's the kind like of that. blood and gore that gets you
2: i'm surprised how they can even edit that movie for tv <laughs> it's very seamless but why he's... do you
0: even
3: try
2: well i'm just it's interesting <laughs> i mean it really doesn't take away from you still get the tone surprisingly but it is one of those is like uh you'd be surprised you know which ones they can edit and which ones is like, I don't see how you can edit without losing Let's humongous. Let's
3: Scarface for TV. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Or oh, like, look a... at when
0: Mr. did Squirm, <laughs> I mean, they had to do a very long short with it to fill out the time
3: well, for the grasp.
0: episode. You know, they, because yeah. they had to cut all the gore out.
2: Mm-hmm. You yeah. know yeah uh well and it gets annoying when i see people go oh i'm not a horror fan it's like well you don't even have to be a horror fan i mean but saying you've never seen a horror no you've seen a horror movie especially if it's been matched with other genres anything about egyptians vampires sharks aliens it's gonna have some horror undertones even if it's not a direct horror movie i mean
0: now now (laughs) the stuff that will actually scare me and it's hard to do with horror films but like Okay, I'm going to use a recent example. I watched the series "The Haunting of Hill House" on Netflix. Good now, morning. ghost Great stories show. will absolutely scare the fuck out of me. Um, like when I was watching it, you know, there were a couple scenes where I screamed because <laughs> ghost nice. stories mess me up. And I, 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 loved it. I could, I couldn't wait to watch the next episode. I'm like, scare me! I love it. <laughs> I've
2: been a Mike Flanagan fan since 2013. When I, in between my, college my classes. Flanagan,
1: Mike Flanagan really is the, the I'm, in my opinion, the best horror director out right now. The, well, and he's uh, also a
2: good editor, you know? Oh, yeah. He, he, he knows he's, how to amazing. How to trim each shot. He even posted in the riff tracks for him. I kid you not. Hey, feel free to riff one of my first two movies. I'm like, you're kidding. Oh, okay. So he can laugh at himself. I don't think those it's are riffing. It's kind of but... an
0: honor in the directors that don't take themselves so seriously that have fun with it, like you know rick sloan from hobgoblins like oh yeah uh, yeah go nuts oh, yeah. because you know uh, it gives a goblins. second life is kind of an uh, honor goblins. <laughs> yeah
2: <laughs> uh but yeah i saw flanagan's uh, oculus and i was a fan from day one i was just like yeah i was watching it in between college classes about to pick my sister up from her class that and it was the like one the one
3: effective movie wwe studios has put out <laughs>
2: <laughs> it was a big cover, actually no, but you,
1: you know you know how you know how good of a director mike flanagan is he he did uh that uh Ouija origin of evil yeah and
4: uh i and,
1: like and that. i i enjoyed it so much i actually watched it before the 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 original Ouija <laughs> and i enjoyed it so much. i watched it i enjoyed it so much. It actually made me interested to watch Ouija, and I went and bought mm. it, and I was like, mother That
0: happens. Weegee. That happens, yeah.
2: Yeah, Ouija uh, 2, or just say Origin of Evil, doesn't deserve to be called 2, is a yeah, great example, yeah, absolutely. along with Haunting in Connecticut uh, 2 with Katie Sackhoff, where you just do the rare distinction of a good standalone sequel in name only. Is like, yeah. Because you watch Haunting in Connecticut 1, and you're like, ah uh, Donald Sutherland, you deserve better than this. <laughs> yeah, the second one was
0: actually good. They had it on Netflix a while back, and that was years ago, and my daughter and I watched it. I was like, you know, that wasn't bad.
2: Yeah, uh, Starbuck, I'm sorry. She's my gal. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, Your choice. <laughs> She's also been uh, a screen queen in recent years, I know. No one seems to give her that. Title because she's doing sci fi. I'm like, nah, she was in one of the I, worst Halloween movies of all time and a bunch of good horror movies. I think she's earned it. <laughs> but, but I wanted to
1: add something to your statement like when you were saying that uh, you're showing uh, your, your, your children horror movies. I, I don't have children, but I have a, a niece and a nephew, and <laughs> I uh, started showing them horror movies. Yeah, at an age where they were probably where, where they were way too fucking young to have been watching it. When he when he was five, she was three. I showed them Nightmare on Elm Street, and uh, oh my god! Oh, <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: he, he he was he was cool, but um, by the time it got to the part where Glenn gets sucked into the bed and spit back out onto the ceiling, my, my poor niece was losing her fucking mind. Probably, <laughs> and, uh, probably, and, and my, and my, and my nephew's just looking at the screen, like, "What the fuck is happening? <laughs> but, uh, but my my greatest joy about that is a couple of years back, I showed them the gate for the first time. And the that gate was that's that a made. good
0: starter one because I remember yeah, watching that
1: it, it absolutely is. And, uh, it's one of my all-time favorites. and um my my greatest joy is, like for the first half, you know, it's kind of spooky, but nothing really happening. and but they were into it. And uh, in the scene where the, the mosquitoes uh, whatever break the the window, and then they go in there to to get Glenn out of bed, and then they realize I'm not Glenn, uh, Terry, and then they realize that uh, Angus's dead body is actually under the sheets, and then uh, the monster arm comes out of the bed and grabs Al's ankle, tries to pull up. When that arm came out, these kids almost hit the ceiling.
0: Well, that's every kid's worst fear. I mean, right. Who wasn't and, afraid and of the monster
1: underneath the bed? bed? And then when they run out and the parents are outside, they're like, Mom, Dad, and you know that, you've been bad, and like these kids are just wide-eyed in terror, and it was like, probably, probably my, one of my proudest moments being their uncle was just like, oh, this is beautiful to watch. Like, I, I wish <laughs> I had recorded it. I mean, I know yeah. it sounds sick, but it's like, as a horror fan, it's just beautiful to watch. And then the 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 greatest thing about it was when it was finished, they were like, we want to watch it again.
0: Yes, yes. <laughs> and that's exactly, sure. it's like a the roller coaster back. that, like, blew your mind. And they're like, let's do it again. Oh, yeah. God, yeah.
3: And, and, and I gotta and say, I'm, you know,
0: it's those moments that kind of define you later on. For me, um, I was young. Um, in the 80s, I was, I was a kid growing up. And when Neymar and Elm Street came out, I, I have had a lifelong history of sleep disorders. And so mm. sleep was an issue with me. And, and I was always scared of the monster or the bed, whatever. I was just this, a chicken. <laughs> shit. I was a very nervous child. I'm a nervous adult too, by the way. But, um, you know, so watching that, and I'm like, fuck, I'm not safe in my sleep even. What's <laughs> happening? Oh my God. I mean, it, it, I was so terrified of Freddie. But I was so obsessed at the same time. I, I mm-hmm. wanted to see more, but it, but it terrified me. Just like a very uh, um, another important thing was uh, Dawn of the Dead*, which is my favorite horror movie, um, of course the original. Um, but when *Flyboy*, who I'm obsessed with, um, because of this, you know when he the elevator opens and he comes out and he's a zombie, you're like, oh fuck, no, no, no! Like I just was zombie walk Went mental yep. about it. I'm obsessed with Dawn of the Dead, but I'm really obsessed with Flyboy, and it was one. That was one of those very pivotal moments for me. It was like, oh shit, <laughs> and it it left such a mark on me. And it was, it, I love it. I'm obsessed with it, but it was just absolutely like depressing, horrifying, just shocking. It was, oh no, you know, it just really <laughs> messed <laughs> me up. But it like in a way that I'm not mad about, you know.
2: Well, that's yeah. Marital. It'd be interesting too, to that... see everyone kind of introduce, like, do a, two horror movies in a night to introduce people to. It'd be funny if you did Exorcist and Jaws, and then if you did... Shocktober. Uh, yeah. Oh, uh, there you go. I remember and, Shocktober. Uh, there you go. And then you could do Dawn of the Dead, maybe even something else just outrageous like Wishmaster or End of Days.
0: I think Romero would have to be a whole episode. I could talk about Romero
2: all day oh, oh no true. I'm not just saying in terms of introducing people i mean i, I would definitely raise I, some people I, on I, L- I
1: literally i literally <laughs> did a uh i literally had a post on on Facebook and twitter about uh what uh what is Romero's best movie that's not part of the the original dead trilogy I kind of fucking Kind of like just ruined it out the gate because I added creep show and obviously, everybody's gonna uh, be the best. I mean, uh, honestly, my, my personal favorite that's not part of the dead trilogy because I added the dead trilogy, mine's is uh, the original Night of the Living Dead. But, um, uh, my personal favorite from Romero is actually Martin.
0: I Ooh. have, you know, and it's weird I that I haven't seen it. I'm very familiar with the story, um, I'm very familiar what it's about, but I Haven't actually sat down and watched it start to finish. I I love Mark so much because it was like the ultimate, like badasses of horror. You got Stephen King, my favorite author, you've got George Romero, one of my favorite directors, and you've got Tom Savini on effects, who everybody knows I love Tom Savini if you listen Mm -hmm. to Cameron's show. I talk about him nonstop. Oh yeah, uh, (laughs) yeah. so for me it was just like, oh, like you know that moment, like this is the best thing that's ever happened to me. Oh my god, (laughs) so exciting.
2: Pretty interesting to see how many people uh, are big fans of Uh, something like uh, Monkey Shines or Two Evil Eyes or even the The Dark Half.
0: I forgot about Monkey Shines.
1: The the Dark Half is actually probably uh, my second favorite Romero film. Uh, I love the dark half so much, especially with Timothy Hutton in it as a, <laughs> as a George Stark. Uh, one of my all-time favorite lines in a movie ever is the scene where he's killing uh, the guy in the hallway, and the old guy comes out and goes, hey, what's going on out here? He turns goes, murder. You want some? And then the dude immediately shuts the door.
2: <laughs> nice. I need to give that one a rewatch. Uh, uh, the first movie my parents ever saw their favorite actor, uh, Ed Harrison, was Night Riders. oh
0: wow that's yeah yeah. that's a good one to bring up
2: and it's one of those you gotta introduce to the right crowd because certain people are gonna just not get it they're gonna be like what the fuck is this shit And it's like well no you don't get it it's basically a scarborough fair but you know if they were just losing it you know (laughs) this is becoming their life
0: (laughs) okay sean you're you're not uh you're a quiet guest so i want you to speak up and talk about some <laughs> of your interesting stories at, like, horror conventions because I happen to know that you like to frequent them.
4: Yeah, I do, and uh, <clears throat> I think you've been to a few of them.
0: I um, actually have. That's interesting.
4: I've Thank got to meet gorgeous. some amazing people. I. Uh, Who is know, your favorite? Uh, well, um, that's, that's a good question. Um, probably Tom Savini. Good choice, Tony Todd. Tony Todd's another one. Yes, um, it would have been Robert England, but I had to give up my uh, pass for our daughter so that she could get a picture with him. <laughs> that was
0: unfortunate. Kinda, that was very unfortunate. Yeah, so still kind of
4: bummed on that. But uh, you know, I mean, got. I mean, just you know, Billy Zane. Um, <laughs> yeah. What a just, Yeah. Uh, and, and some of them not even meeting, just being able to see him in the same room, you know? I mean, um, Sid Haig. I mean, the line was, was outrageously long for Sid Haig. But, I mean, just be able to stand five feet away from the man. I mean, it was, you know, it's an experience. Daniel Harris, uh, you yeah, know, I love Anything the conventions. Really? I love the atmosphere. I love the people there. I love all of the uh, the booths that are set up. You know, you have everything from clothing to You know, toys that were made 40 years ago. You know, I mean, it was just—it's such an amazing experience. And
0: I've gotten some really neat, like handmade, one-of-a-kind, like horror bags. Yeah. Um. There's just so many booths at those things, and we get this one that comes to Indianapolis called Horror Hound. Um. I know it goes to a couple other places. They seem to be uh, mostly Midwestern. Um. But uh, I know it comes to Cincinnati, but it comes here in September. And that is the place to be. Days of the Dead comes here, but it's not as great. I went there strictly to meet uh, Dawn of the Dead cast because uh, building all the autographs um, from everybody. Uh, we uh, met Ken Free, um, who was, uh, gosh, Peter in Dawn of the Dead. And he's from here in Indianapolis. Mm. Big dude. He's very tall. Very nice. I love him. Mm-hmm. It was great. Yeah, horror conventions are where it's at. Do you guys, the rest of you, do you go to horror cons or anything like that?
1: I've never been to one.
0: You're missing out. I,
1: yeah, I get it. I get invited all the time. I have a buddy, uh, uh, Nico. He he invites me all the time, and I just, you know, sometimes life gets in the way, and it's just like I can't just make the trip. But I really want to go. Like, uh, I re- there was one. There's one that uh, they have in Cherry Hill, New Jersey, all the time. And um, I think Monster Mania. Yep. Monster um, Mania. I was supposed to go up there because uh, the social systems were up Meet there. And, uh, I, 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 I kicked myself for missing that one. And but uh, I, I really do want to go like, you know, like I know I know uh, he's always raving about it, how it's fun. And it's just like one of these days I'm going to make it, though. One of these days it's I'm, kinda I'm gonna like it, it's
0: going a to Disney of. World for the day, it, you know, for horror fans. It's just everything is uh, so like, oh, look at that. Oh, look at that. Oh, my God. Who is that? Oh, wow. Oh, my God. <laughs>
4: You're just
0: freaking <laughs> out every five seconds. It's, it's wonderful.
4: Yeah. Kind of like the time I was standing outside of the bathroom and it, Tom Savini just walks right by. And me and this guy just kind of looked across at each other, is like, uh, "Was that Tom Savini?" Like, "Yeah, yeah, it was."
3: <laughs> there he goes. Like, these people goes actually mark. exist. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes, he he has to stop for a bus like everybody else. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so um, I know we're approaching the hour mark. So I just, uh, any anybody want to wrap up or any little things anybody wants to add?
3: Well, may I just uh, give myself a plug?
0: Oh, absolutely. Go ahead. Yeah, Everybody as as you I out. said,
3: um, you know, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube, The Nightmare Nerd. You know, I've got videos coming up. I've got uh, articles on HouseOfTorcheredSouls.com. Really oh, so you forward... write for
1: House of Torture Souls, too?
3: Oh, yes, I do, in fact.
1: Yeah, I, so do I. Well, That's great.
3: I, I want to encourage you guys to check it out. There's a lot coming up. I'm really looking forward to this. A lot of stuff coming, so uh, eat, drink can be scary.
0: Nice,
2: awesome.
3: So, anybody else? I have to ask. A plug?
2: Uh, uh, well, uh, all I have to ask, just to make the Jin happy, if you had three wishes, what would it be? Well, the Jin! Come on, the Wishmaster. Asking you a question. life,
3: love, more effing wishes.
2: Okay,
0: perfect. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that works. Uh,
1: uh, I, I second that one. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, let's do that.
2: Man, no love for the chin.
0: I thought you said chin and I thought of Bruce Campbell, so that's where I went. No, uh, no but the, it doesn't fall. Well, we all know you wish for think him. of Bruce Campbell. I'm obsessed with him. I want to marry him.
3: He's, uh, I think he's married.
0: I think I'm married too. Um, well, you we know we can work around this. <laughs> Not now. <laughs> you don't want to be sister wives? Come on. <laughs>
4: Yeah, I would feel Bruce Campbell.
0: Uh, yeah, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> He's Bruce Campbell.
4: That is true. Uh,
0: okay, Rob, did, did you have anything to plug? Oh, well,
1: um, obviously, uh, as I just did, uh, also, um, uh, I also write for House of Tortured Souls. You can catch uh, some of my stuff there whenever I get it finished. Um, I also, uh, I know this is not horror-related, but I also am um, a contributor at the Ultimate Action Movie Club. Uh, you can catch it at dot movies.com as well as com, as well as uh my personal blog, the cinema dot and uh my YouTube channel, the Cinema Drunkie, and uh where you'll find tributes I I posted to various songs for the Friday the thirteenth series. Specifically Pseudo Echoes Your Eyes from uh Friday Five, which is my favorite uh Friday movie. And we'll have Don't to judge to Absolutely. <laughs>
0: I like uh, this yeah. collaboration.
2: <laughs> Absolutely. Very fun. Got to get Trinity or Corey or someone else. got <laughs> to have it be an unusual bag each time.
3: <laughs> oh. well, I just want to thank you for having me.
2: Oh, yeah. Oh, yes.
1: Uh, thank you. This was, this was yeah. great. Thank you for having fun me. Well, I, I
0: hope to have you all back next week because next week we're going to dive into gore films. Ooh, Boop. baby.
4: Yeah. And I'm oh, just yeah.
0: going to call it right off. I get Devilized.
2: Sorry. <laughs> it's going to be great because <laughs> I knew a guy who was obsessed with gore to where he even made his uh, nickname in one of those fighting games. I think it was one of the Mortal Kombat's even gore. <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> Pretty unstable. <I'm>
4: sorry.
0: <laughs> oh. So um, you, anything exciting for you that you would like to add?
4: Um, I would just like to plug everybody else's plug.
0: Uh, that, you know, <laughs> that's good. I like that. <laughs> I <can> get behind that. <laughs>
1: Your good man, Charlie Brown.
0: <laughs>
1: plug it in. Plug it in.
0: <laughs> all right. Well, I, I hope we can have this Not group a- back next week. This has been great. I loved having Absolutely. you all, and I love talking about this, and I love that there's this passion out there that we can all just share and talk about. And and I always make notes when we talk, so I have more stuff to look up. And oh and, yeah, you know things that like oh I haven't thought about that. Okay, that's great. So. Hopefully, you have to do, a, do that.
2: <laughs> I know how much you love, love versus movies. <laughs> so um, it'd be great to talk that, about that. That would how be a hate, hate
0: episode. I know, I'm but not... it'd
2: be funny to just talk about it, You Just go through it and see which ones you actually wouldn't mind.
0: <laughs> uh, <laughs> I have There's to use to be my imagination oh, a little boy. bit. I'll have to create some stuff. Right. Okay, this would actually be cool, but. So hopefully um, we'll come up with some good gore movies and and talk about that (laughs) that next week. But thank you all for coming on. And And uh... thanks
2: for having us. Thank you. you. Watch out for (laughs) Chainsaws.
0: Yeah. yeah,
2: Groovy.
3: (laughs)